is KLBPLP Long Beach 99.1 FM, broadcasting from Shannon's on Pine and online at klbp.org. You are listening to the Indie Creators in the Joy Zone on KLBP, Long Beach Public Radio, on 99.1 FM and online at klbp.org. This is your hosts, Suzanne Toro and Thomas Artivani. Hey, hey, let's enter into the Joy Zone with these Indie Creators. Follow, follow the sun And which way the wind blows When this day is done Breathe, breathe in the air Set your intentions Dream with care Hey, hey, let's enter into the joy zone with these indie creators. A brand new moon, a brand new sun. Hey guys, yes we have Kat Haber with us today. She's a TEDx Veil expert, producer, produces those shows. She has over 2 billion hits on her programming. And she's also a, a climate change expert, a climate reality expert. And uh, we want to get her in here, special edition, because she wasn't able to come into the regular programming. She's got lots of business to do up there in L.A. I guess, hey, Suzanne, I guess she's working with uh, Al Gore right now, mentoring yeah. a bunch of kids with Al Gore. Absolutely. The Climate Reality Project, she'll be able to fill us in. But uh, at, she texted me yesterday saying that California signed up for using all renewable energies, which hey, is a California. huge That's a big deal. accomplishment. Good Yay, job, California. Hey, planet Earth. That's right, Re- Reusables, renewables, everything. Recycle, Absolutely. everything. That's what she's all about. I guess. I guess that's part of the part of what she brings. I can't wait to hear what else is going on up there and 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 hear her wonderful advice. Given the fact that she spends a lot of her time mentoring people, right? Yeah, she spends quite a bit of time. Um, a lot of people might not realize the TEDx Veil talks and TEDx talks. Uh, they might see them and not realize the work that goes in, but in having the opportunity to get to know her, she mentors them for about a year before they prepare their speech so that they can have that moment to really share their voice uh, and do it in a way that they're really excited about and it's impactful. That's really powerful programming. I love watching just randomly getting on that TEDx station and just sitting there listening to all these smart people talk about all these wonderful things, right? Absolutely, and it definitely improves your uh, well-being by being inspired, educated, uh, excited maybe to do something that you haven't done before. What do you say? We get her in here. Let's do it. Hey, let, let's see if we can find Kat. Kat Haber! Yay! Kat Haber in the house, folks. <laughs> How Yay! are you? Welcome. <laughs> wow, you look beautiful. You're like just the perfect uh, accoutrement. She looks to... like a sunset. <laughs> She's got sunset colors going on over there. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about that. That's kind of interesting. What, one hour, what'd you say? One hour of just one hour capturing the sun's light, that energy, for one hour could power the entire planet's energy needs for an entire year. Wow. That's, in, that's, in, <laughs> that's incredible. Those little photon packets are pretty powerful, then, huh? They got a lot of power. And who, who's um, spearheading that technology? I mean, I know we have a lot of solar power 
batteries and generating on campuses now with you know, the covered garages, but who's the spearheader of that? Right here in California, you happen to be the leaders wow. of renewable energy. In fact, just yesterday, you passed SB 100, which means that 100% of your energy will be re- sourced from renewables. That's awesome. Wow. By California's good. We got rid of the straws, the balloons, and now... <laughs> And now this other stuff. You're good. We're kicking butt. Hey, California, we like to pay attention to the details now, don't we? We'll get rid of them straws. But listen, you know, know, um, our listeners have the privilege of having you here. And, you know, you you have all of this wonderful knowledge and you mentor so many people. And uh, it'd be fun if if you could kind of take in your audience and and, uh, give us some advice. What do you find to be the central issue generally that we suffer with as human beings relative to your exploration of people? Oh boy, I don't know. If like, like, like if I'm mentoring, <laughs> let, let's say this, yeah. like if I'm mentored, if I need mentoring, what is yeah. it that I need? Well, if, if you're in a relationship with a mentoring relationship with me, it means that you have a spark of something that you care passionately about. And I see that light flicker, and I can grab onto it and just blow a little and allow that fire to maybe catch some tinder in your community. Nice. So that the fire that you have in your heart really catches on. (laughs) Oh, wow. And now we have like this tambourine or with cymbals. That sounded like. When somebody nails something, that little, those little Buddha bells oh. come out. You know what I mean? It's like, because that's exactly where we want to go. You're looking for the spark. So, yeah. so how did you, how did you come upon this spark that you, you're, you're, you're talking about? Did you, when did you, when did you notice in yourself? Or is it just something you see in other people? Or, you, I don't know that I really ever noticed it in myself. I just always was willing to take action on the things that I was passionate about. And the people who give TEDx talks, the emergent women leaders from developing nations, the young college students from UCLA, UCSB, Riverside that I'm working with this weekend at uh, the Climate Reality Leadership Project. All the Climate them, Reality Leadership Project. All yeah. Right, gotcha. Uh, Vice President Al Gore's initiative to awaken the world to taking action on the climate crisis. So, so how uh, do you go? So how do you go into that? So you got a bunch of people. Yeah. You got a bunch of, I guess, ladies or guys no, and ladies and two thousand two hundred people from around the world, forty different countries. Uh, well, that, that's extraordinary. So what does yeah. that syllabus look like? I mean, can, I mean, yeah, what does that thing look powerful. like? Powerful. Really two hundred forty countries. Wow. Yeah. Give, us, give, us, give us a little yeah. insight into what that syllabus looks like and what you're going to pass on to these people. So the first day, hundred and twenty mentors just went over the agenda because it's so packed. It's three days: Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. It's um, listening to Al Gore give his two-hour presentation. He's collected over the past. 15 or 20 years, over 2,500 slides. Mm. He gave us how to look at the current crisis for climate, everything from fires that are happening here to floods that are going on right now all over the world. So it's up to date. 
what are the top five things on that syllabus that Gore's got going on there? Well, I just left a very serious uh, panel on fires in California. Your uh, fire chief lost her house. Six men were killed oh, in fires. God. Australia and New Zealand are lending us 100 firefighters a wow. year now. Yeah. It's so the light at the end of that tunnel is what? Those are the dead, those are downside numbers, but what do we do about that? So what there, is the call to action? Yeah, we can all do so many different things. It just depends on where we are, where are our spheres of influence. Everyone in America, if you're over 18, you can vote. You can influence your community. You can activate others to vote. You can have those tough conversations with your conservative family or friends. Uh, what are they voting for? I mean, what are they? What are they? What are the initiatives on the table? Well, be informed first of all. Mm-hmm. Educate yourself and recognize that this is an existential threat. Right. This is not sometime in the future. This is right now. Coming from Alaska, I can list dozens of indicators from glaciers melting, spruce bark beetle, methane tundra releases, ocean acidification, villages falling off into the ocean. Well, that's been going on since the 70s. I mean, the oak trees went out. And yeah. the, the world's been, I guess we're in a state of extinction, basically losing literally thousands of species a day given the rain sport. <laughs> True. Well, now that's going down. probably yeah. overwhelming to some. <laughs> yeah. well, 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 well. You are listening to the Indie Creators in the Joy Zone on KLBP, Long Beach Public Radio on 99.1 FM and online at klbp.org. This is your hosts, Suzanne Toro and Thomas Artivani. Is it a more on our shoulders individually, or do you want you want to put it on? Are they, is Al saying we need more money to fund certain things federally, or is it, or is the responsibility being put on each and every one of us? I mean, how is it? Yeah, uh, there is no us and them anymore. Fundamentally, I believe that it's all about us recognizing that we're all in this together, absolutely, and not just human beings, but all species have really been uh, sounding alarms for us humans, and we've tended to ignore them. So, um... Is is there a bright light at the end of that tunnel? So let's say, let's say, let's say an ideal circumstance, right? Mm -hmm. Like, if if, if Al Gore and you had a wish list, what would be like the top three things that the the globe could do to actually um, kind of reverse (laughs) some of this situation? Build political will for policies Mm. that are climate-friendly. Engage yourself and your community in doing everything you can on your own, not waiting for those politicians. So if you drive a gas car, what could you do to shift to an electric vehicle? If you drive a car to work, could you bike? Could you walk? Could you live closer? And the final thing is really understand that uh, I feel like this is uh, more a spiritual and moral crisis Mm. than it is um, anything else. Because I feel like we've lost our connection 
So let's talk a little bit about in knowing you a little bit, like yeah. your connection to the indigenous yeah. and the indigenous ways. So when we, you know, having had the opportunity to work with different Native American tribes and indigenous tribes in Amazon, there's a simplicity and there's a deep, deep reverence for the earth that we walk on as a living spiritual organism. Mm-hmm. Yet, you know, some people are like, well, I don't really care. I'm entitled to this, that, or the other, mm-hmm. um, even to a consumption point. So if you can share a little bit for you, from your relationship of the, the spiritual and Mother Earth, or sure. whatever, however you want to refer to it. So uh, Serving Wild Foundation, which is uh, International Wilderness Conservation, I've had the privilege to be in conversation with many sacred leaders of those indigenous tribes, and they report to us that we really only have about 10 years Mm. to figure this out. Um, And I don't know if we will make it through it. I just know that I'm doing everything I can with as many people as I can, as quickly Mm. as I can. So what is it? So... If you got ten years before the climate shifts into a whole other whole other pattern, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So the the silver lining is what? The silver lining, the couple of silver linings. Correctly, sure. we have technology that's more efficient. We have we have mm-hmm. actually the ingenuity to actually shift these shift these things. So it's really no excuse relative to what we have available to us and what we can apply. Correct? We do have some broken uh, human systems here. One of them is our democracy is being hacked by lobbyists and multinational corporations. So many of the things that we voters think we are being represented are not actually being taken action on. These state and state and federal level as well? Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, 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 these things actually happen on a very local level. Yeah. Don't they? Like communities deciding it's within the... Yeah, uh-huh. Hey, Bobby, well, we got a sound issue. Can you hear us without a mic? I can hear you without it. Okay, perfect. Oh, yeah. oh good. Uh-huh. That's where that yeah. might be more comfortable. So, it's, so it seems like it seems like it would come down to a lot of what you were just sort of. It, it, she's, she's talking about sort of a three tiered problem here. Right. We're, we're out of we're out of balance spiritually, mm-hmm. which puts us out of contact with the world around us directly. Correct. Right. Because yeah. we're living in a more inner world. We have a we have a a, a federal government that's uh, more concerned about security than it is about whether we make it through the next 10 years or not, right? Well, our, oh, our and, bloated and, military budget of $700 billion this year yeah. might indicate that. Right, right. Well, that's always been the case with the United States. We've always had an exorbitant military expense. And then we have what's, what's interesting is happening is it seems like states are taking more initiatives as they should be all along anyway. <laughs> Bingo! The, the, yeah, the state, that's no, it. There's no reason for the states to really be to the federal government. Yeah, right? and our cities are as well. Mayor mm-hmm. Garcetti, just spoke, Garcetti just spoke to us about all the incredible initiatives that are happening here but, in but LA. But it kind of does feel like it's shifting. It kind of yeah. does feel like the I states agree. are not going, oh, give me, give me, give me. No, you know what? We're gonna, we have to take initiative because these are our values, right? Right, and yeah. That, and that's trickling down into the local levels, is it not? It I mean, is. I, I kind of feel it. I, I'm glad to hear you say that because <laughs> well, I have like, been sensing that too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's like city repair projects in Venice Beach where people come from all over, A, because they want to connect with people, B, they want to do good, and they repair medians because the city can't get to it, so they just do it. 
you know, they're they're circumventing the system. We don't have to wait for the backlog, you know. I do agree. I feel like people are getting, if it's going to change, it's up to me. And if right. I can't do it myself, who else can I get on my team to help me change this? Yeah, Absolutely. It, 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 it's kind of, it's really kind of, it's kind of profound, but the, the country itself is really mentally ill, right? Yeah, it is. So, but weird. because of that, there seems to be more seeking than 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 normal. Like people don't want to remain in this condition of distraction. So that seemingly, that yeah. study brings us back into the present moment. It brings us back into connection with the earth. Mm-hmm. There you go, there's your earphones. Exactly, oh, thank you. Okay, <laughs> or I don't even need to use them. I'm good with them. Yeah, no, no, I'm Thank fine. you, Bobby, very, okay. thank you very much. Yeah. So it, so it seems like, it, it seems like that that pursuit of our own health is inevitably bringing us back around to the health of the earth. Because when we stop and we open our meta. eyes, when we're better, right? It's meta. We nothing is separate, in my view. In right. Nothing is separate from an, another. We're all fractal expressions of of something grander. So the more aligned we can be in our interior, as above, so below. Yeah. So as uh-huh. we can align that <laughs> here, we yeah. see those things start to fall into place. So when we see a political system that is broken, corrupted, angry, divisive. Out of balance. What is that Certainly part within us, right. in our own life, where do we need to make those shifts? And then where can we be kinder, gentler, more connected? Well, it might not be come down to kinder, gentler. It might be actually more assertive and more, more initiative, which is not kinder and gentler. It's actually taking an urgent initiative that's based on reason. Uh, based on reason. What if it uh, object critical both? thinking? Well, it, ha- it has to be both because. It, but if it, it, people people are not snowflakes, we're actually a little bit more coarse than that. And to send, <laughs> to, send, to send people into motion, take sometimes take a little kick in the butt. Well, right? and and I have been with people in cultures that are incredibly tender, and that kind of assertive aggressiveness actually produces the opposite yeah. results. So We're talking right. about Americans. We're not talking yeah. about Native people connected to the earth. <laughs> you're talking about people that are disconnected from yeah. that sensitivity. Right? Mm-hmm. So you're yes. talking, if, if we're all if we're if we're a little if we're thick headed and lost in our own initiatives uh, and we're not able to pay attention to what's going on around us, uh, it, it does it takes a firm It takes a real leader and it takes a firm hand, I think. You are listening to the Indie Creators in the Joy Zone on KLBP, Long Beach Public Radio, on 99.1 FM and online at klbp.org. This is your hosts, Suzanne Toro and Thomas Artivani. Well, so if you share, and I can share my own reflections, Mm -hmm. but if some of the leaders... You typically are male. You know, an indigenous yep. tribe, I like to clarify that there are male and female roles mm-hmm. and they're respected and you don't say, oh, I have to do that role. You know that to be in harmony with the, the earth system, that these roles are very important. Down to in Peru, they'll play, plant the maca seed that's right. really popular. Male and female have to plant that because it's a balancing between the yin and the yang energy. Mm-hmm. So they take that very seriously. And other people will be like, who cares? Just throw the seeds in. Who ca- I'm a woman. I can just do it without the man. 
So if you can share a little bit about the leaders yeah. and how still they are, because you're talking about take action I'm and focus. About, I'm talking about Americans, not initiative, not indigenous people attached to the <laughs> attached to the earth that are sensitive to the yeah, ebbing but... and flowing lunar cycles and the changing of the seasons <laughs> that actually honor solstice. I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about a person that doesn't even know winter is here because they got to go to work. Yes, but there's something really profound. No, because... they don't know it's winter in New York. <laughs> Because they haven't taken the time but to But there's something really profound because these men, the men in particular, are so still. They're very joyous. Mm-hmm. And they know, they're like, you don't cross them. Yeah. Like, they don't have to speak. And if you ask a dumb question, they won't even talk to you. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just like, okay, well, you figure it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is part of the reason I do TEDx Youth. Because that technology, entertainment, and design leadership among young people is so refreshing, so um, idealistic, Mm. so hopeful Mm. that in the midst of these existential crises that I try to take action on every day, I also know that I'm inspiring leaders of the next generation that if and when we survive this next decade, they will be prepared to live a more balanced life than our generation has. I, I, that's so beautiful. But listen, you know, the the uh, Americans overall uh, have faith in them. People will rise up and mm-hmm. uh, and do the right things and put that stuff aside. Mm-hmm. We've always have. We've always been considered a sleeping giant mm-hmm. in a lot of respects. But we're, but we're putting out 15% of the world's emissions. Yes. Right. So you got 85% to deal with. Mm-hmm. So what are we doing about that? So, uh, in 2015, I was at the Paris Climate Accord. Yay, we got the whole world to agree on the same agreement. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. That's, that's a I think we need a, like, right there. a that's cowbell, a, but. <laughs> <laughs> ding, 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 ding. And I know some may be very disappointed that President Trump, one of the first things that he did was to pull us out of that accord. The good news is that doesn't actually take effect until after the 2020 election. But be educated. Voting matters. Yeah. Absolutely. But, but I'm still a little concerned yeah. about what you expect a bunch of federal politicians to do. I'm, not, I'm still not clear on how they're going to help it out. Well, we what's the need keep, to choose- What's to keep individual alliances from making deals with other countries on their own? You have billion billionaires. You have, okay, so, you have high tech. Yeah. You have tech companies that actually run the world. Right. And, it's and true. They- Multinationals have an outsized influence on decisions that are being made. It's their lobbyists that are being paid. And it's their lobbyists who are actually renting committee assignments for Congress people. Yeah. It's those lobbyists who are writing the laws while the congressman goes to the fundraiser that night because he's so busy he can't write the laws or be informed. Vice President Gore was very instrumental in shifting that. Good. He actually brought India to the table. That was a big Mm. shift. We got it signed. We're supposedly pulling out now. There is a chance that we can stay in that Paris Accord. But I was part of a a global summit for local leaders. There were 750 people there. One third of them were mayors from Chinese cities. Mm. That entire afternoon, they reviewed their five-year plan. That Mm. was in 2015. One third of that whole 
750 people is was already working on their five-year plan. Yes. Oh. And I think that's, well, that's the good. key that's if we good. have competition. Like here in Long Beach, they're committed to making the two ports, two of the largest ports in the world, green. They are. And so that's a huge initiative. Plus, the city's committed to bringing in ways so it's like... But that's, but, not, a, that's not a federal project. That's a state project. Right. right. That's a city project. A city project. So wow. power is coming now up from the bottom... But it's not sufficient and it's not scaled fast enough to make the big changes that need to occur in 10 years. So we do need to put different people in places of policy and we need to do everything we can. can I be a devil advocate Mm -hmm. here? Rather, because right now politics is super divisive and people don't necessarily get educated about a lot of stuff. It's hard for even the politicians to get educated. Mm-hmm. Is there a way that we can start coming to the table and have good, artful conversations and education where that we can educate people and say, hey, this is how it could be a win-win. Like even if we look at yes. something like a Monsanto that has ge- genetically modified seeds and uh, Roundup or whatever, mm-hmm. they can actually be the change agent on the planet. Right. They have the infrastructure yes. to do remediation yes. and do non-GMO seeds. Yes. So we don't have to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah. Why not approach these people and say, let's work together? At working together, collaborating, finding your allies, building bridges, all of these things are really important. And uh, going along with the current uh, myth of the other doesn't really serve us. It doesn't help uh, Earth for us to make conservatives the enemy that doesn't change yeah well, that's what i'm saying anything. if you're gonna well but that doesn't then, 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 then and you got some of these younger brighter more in touch minds come in then maybe you got a shot at so the the uh, i think you can have faith in this grassroots movement coming up from the bottom influencing the states the t- states taking responsibility for their own natural resources we, taking uh, re- like california has always had the toughest emissions mm-hmm. right people uh, they, they can take <laughs> initiative on my way here today i asked the car to pull over because i took a picture of a cemetery a dead tree and an oil well all in the same uh, yeah photograph <laughs> And that's That's what's happening all across the earth. We're getting signals from life forms telling us we're headed for the cemetery. You are listening to the Indie Creators in the Joy Zone on KLBP, Long Beach Public Radio on 99.1 FM and online at klbp.org. This is your hosts, Suzanne Toro and Thomas Artivani. Listen, you are clearly the world's child here you're you're, you're looking, the, the world's mother you're looking out for us where, where did that come from in you where was that parenting is that a part of the, where was the light that went off where was the urgency that lit this fire in your belly to get moving i don't know i was picking rocks out of my grandfather's garden i had a pet squirrel and an old oak tree that was cut down and i cried as a little mm. girl um i don't think it's for me it wasn't one thing it was just a whole pathway of profound sadnesses for how we were really abusing earth and I felt I felt attacked every time a tree was cut down walking across the country in uh, 2014 from LA did you walk across? yes she walked across the country (laughs) Forrest Gump here. I love it. 
in the Great March for Climate Action. I wow. What you don't know about Where did you start? Right yep. here in Wilmington. Oh, wow. Where oh, all God. of the oil derricks are. And you went wow. across and the 30? Where did you go? Did we, your feet grow? Your feet watched, must have got bigger. We went to D.C. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that day, we we California had been in a three and a half year drought. This is KLBPLP, Long Beach, 99.1 FM, broadcasting from Shannon's on Pine and online at klbp.org. You are listening to the Indie Creators in the Joy Zone on KLBP, Long Beach Public Radio, on 99.1 FM and online at klbp.org. This is your hosts, Suzanne Toro and Thomas Artivani. Hey, hey, let's enter into the Joy Zone with these Indie Creators. That day at 4 o'clock in the morning, we had a blessing ceremony with indigenous people who live here. Mm -hmm. It rained all day. We were literally walking through the streets in water up to our knees. We got hypothermic. (laughs) But there were 2,000 people who started with us, nurses. Uh, Along the way, we saw dozens of men in oil-covered overalls repairing old cars that must be emitting massive amounts of carbon into the air. And right behind them, from the, sh- the street, we could see oil derricks working constantly 24-7. Yeah, so, that, that, so you feel that walk was actually the major catalyst to help you tune back into the earth and, and get really proactive about this mission? It, was that it? Was just, that one it, of it? Just it's just another. It's like it's not. There's one thing. It's just peaks well, well, and valleys. Listen along to this. The way. So you got a little platform here. Yeah. Little, little platform. So that's mm-hmm. what all of us have to sort of wake up to. Right. So if you can kind of like take a moment and figure out where that transition was, you got time. We'll give you thirty seconds. <laughs> you no, no, no. Just, just to find it. Just to find it because. All of us have to find it. There, that's the. That's it. All I of us have to find you. it. Well, well, maybe you can. If you find that thing mm-hmm. in you, because I feel you. I see the light glaze of your eyes when you're describing the climate and the imagery. The juxtaposition of those imageries uh, uh, really moves you, and that's how we generate emotion is by juxtaposing images. But there had to have been a, a total, oh, like a moment. Like there was a there was a moment in my life where I decided I was going to do Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Took me 10 years to figure out how to train properly to get through that mm-hmm. race. Mm-hmm. But there was a moment of conviction, like, you know what, this is something I'm going to explore for myself. So I, so I jumped in for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew definitively where that was watching the TV and watching Dave Scott and, and Scott Allen race it out in the final half mile of that race. Yeah. You know what? That so inspired me. Yeah. And maybe it was somebody that inspired you. Was it, a, is it, is it a hero like that? Or other than Al Gore, who's a huge hero. There have been a series of heroes and sheroes, all of whom I'm profoundly grateful. Mm. Jane Goodall in 2009 mm. at the Ninth World Wilderness mm. Congress. Sylvia Earle at the 8th in Anchorage. Um, I really feel like it's a series of heartbreaks mm. along the way where I saw nature being trashed. And I just couldn't stand it. It just felt like somebody was t- 
taking a knife, sticking it through my heart every time. Mm. People, I'm like, wow, that is some serious. So if we bring it simple things, because well, if we think about that, like, oh, if everyone took a couple less flights a year, mm-hmm. even an active business travel, if millions of a business travelers said, you know, I'm going to sit. I'm going to be in my office and I'll be available remotely, but mm-hmm. I'm going to forego four or five. Right. That adds up quickly. Yes. It's, you know, of course, the airlines have to adjust mm-hmm. to that, but maybe we don't need as many flights at, at the end of the day. And look, my mother was 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 at, tuned into this in the 70s. She was mm-hmm. tuned in in 73, 4, 5, she, she was totally tuned in because yeah. even living in Minnesota, you could see the climate shifting. Yeah. You could see, you could question, like, the, the trees were dying, the, the subtle wasn't even that subtle actually mm-hmm. and and so there's been a whole number of generations here that i think have had their fill but I, but i think the how do you take the stigma out of or how do you empower yourself to perceive things in such a manner to actually make a shift and not lose uh your lifestyle or, lie, or or lose something that's been ingrained in your soul by previous generations, or lose something that's being actually put out there by a cop culture. How do you, and is it necessary to let that go, or are we at a point where we can maintain this existence as human beings? Because it's, it's becoming now more robots, more people, more things are, are doing things for us. We're becoming more and more. We're becoming a little bit lazy. We're becoming good more. news about AI and big data. They can do things far more efficiently than human brains can plan for. We need to put a price on carbon. They can do that far more effectively than we can analog. Even digital is going to be replaced by a fourth industrial tech revolution. That, that, so there's that, good news. There's lots of good news. Yeah, we are like more it. connected to ourselves and to our communities as a result of the world awakening so, to climate. So, so, so I'll give you a good So let me say, I'll admit, I'm a little wrapped up in my own world. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm wrapped <laughs> up in my, in my projects. Self-centered. I'm wrapped up in my stuff. <laughs> and... Quite honestly, I've become detached from the, the actual cycles of the, the earth around me. Yeah. I've become detached. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm very, very much aware because I have been connected. Here's the neat But thing I tell you, you what, do. there are some things, there, I have a fire to, <laughs> to do certain things. Like I, I said, I got that thing, and it, has nothing, and it has nothing to do with global, global Look, warming. Look, you're a mile from the beach, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Less. Be outside when the sun rises and when it sets. Did you hear that, people? All you have to do. <laughs> you yeah. you do that, get out, and wake that's up, a big deal. Wake yeah. up early enough Absolutely. and get that, take in that sunshine, take in mm-hmm. that initial light, and Dawn appreciate that and silence. And why, why we're sharing some simple simple tasks, could you share with the listeners? Because they might get a little overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And that's I'm a, overwhelmed. Well, so that's the easy like retraction. Like I remember staying at a big resort with my parents, and I was like, okay, we, uh, this huge resort in the middle of the desert. We're taking a bath. You know, my kids are taking a bath. I'm like, can we just take the ice bucket and water the desert with it? Mm-hmm. You know, these kind of seem silly, but my dad, who was a little kind of suspicious of me at times, at time, <laughs> he actually helped me. He's like, you're right. Why not? So why wouldn't the hotel have waste, gray wastewater to irrigate their system versus just not using it? And Arizona actually has a really good reserve system and replenishes their water mm-hmm. and, and doesn't go into drought, unlike our state. So... Can you share with the listeners some really helpful, simple ways that they could start to give back to our ecosystem 
Um, and that feeds the physical, mental, and emotional well-being of all of us. Yeah, I'm pretty sure everyone's heard of the three R's. Reduce, reuse, recycle. Redesign, repurpose. There's a whole host of re's that you don't necessarily have to give up things. You can figure out how to get things as a result of doing that. I have a potluck party at my house Friday, uh, next Friday, and we're sharing old clothes that we no longer fit right. into, treasure, jewelry, shoes, gadgets, games, all kinds of things. So that we're using those things as a way of bringing us together. It's really about community now, mm. not separating ourselves from others, but recognizing that we're a part of a larger whole. This whole breakdown is really very complex. I can't possibly suggest a recipe or a menu for each one of us. Right. But the important thing is that we at least find a place to reconnect and care, well, not only for ourselves, yeah, yeah, yeah. but for others. Well, that, that sounds nice. That sounds, sounds really pretty coming out of your mouth, but I think there are common denominators. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think there are fundamental things that we all have, have to grasp before okay. we can take a certain type of an action. Like we all have our, allegedly, we all have our, our, our own ways of doing things. Well, not really. We're all functioning on the, exactly the same principles. Fundamentally, we do need so, air so, and water. So because and <laughs> air, wa- food, water, and shelter are yeah. basic so, needs. <laughs> so you're talking. See what I mean? You're looking at the common denominators, and when those mm-hmm. things become threatened, balance. now we can now we can start to agree common out commonly that we those things absolutely have to be in place in order for us to survive. Right. So you have those are. Those common denominators are something that I can get in touch with. Yes. That's certainly something all you got to do to get somebody else in touch with is, hey, you're not drinking any water for three days. Yes. You know, and then find some clean water. Mm-hmm. Or go out and challenge yourself to actually find clean water and, and, and survive for just three days, maybe. This is KLBPLP, Long Beach, 99.1 FM, broadcasting from Shannon's on Pine and online at klbp.org. Hey, hey, let's enter into the joy zone with these indie creators. Here's the shocking thing. Uber wealthy people are going to die just as much as the poor <laughs> when the climate crashes. Right. Well, seven there billion, is no safe but know, place. But we know 7 billion people will be dead in 100 years, right? We know that. Oh, I don't know that. I'm How sure could you, you know that? Well, because all of us will, that are here now will be dead in 100 years. So about seven You meet one us. life cycle. Oh, I see what you're saying. Maybe not well, simultaneously. Not okay. simultaneously. We, we all, all got to go. But yeah, it's we really do. the quality of sustaining ourselves yeah. here, right? So do we want to do this to our children or our grandchildren? Can well, we possibly be that selfish? Well, listen, it, the guilt trip is not going to work either. <laughs> so, so no. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Nobody. See, that doesn't. Nobody cares like, about like, their grandkids. Like, like, well, I think I'm, there's I'm this. Just dichot- saying, I'm just saying. Well, no. There's this dichotomy you're bringing up because it's kind of like, oh, just even like the straw thing, the simple mm-hmm. thing. Like, oh, could we all give up straws and maybe manufacturers come mm-hmm. with a new resource? But it, it ends up being an inconvenience for people. You know, mm-hmm. so they're like, hmm, can I really? Oh, forget it. I don't need to worry about that straw. The motivating mm-hmm. factor for people is not guilt and shame as much as that's thrown right. around and used to build policy of some sort. That's not what motivates people. You're right. What really motivates people is what makes them feel good. Yes. And that's the essence of a healthy person. Yep. So the, the direction and the, 
and, and, and the political attack is to guilt, guilt, as if, you know. Well, it makes me if, feel good to hug a tree. As if grandma. That might just be good for me in the tree. Well, if that makes you feel good, you see, now, now, now there's a reconnection. Yeah. So there is a fundamental health attached to shifting a way in which we perceive this thing. It makes us feel good when we when we also, also serve the earth, when we serve each other, when we have uh, food that's not poisoning us, when we have water that's not poisoning mm-hmm. us, when we get to see our children be healthy mm-hmm. because of the environments that we've allowed them to have. Yes. Right? Right. So how do we all take initiative? So, so <laughs> well, the, the initiative is this. It's interesting because you mentioned we all come, the ladies all come together, right? You mentioned yes. you saw all, yeah, we all yeah. come. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, it's not, that's exactly the solution, but with the municipalities, probably 40 to 60% of the energy that's produced anyways to, to, for municipalities and cities to come together and improve the infrastructure so we don't squa- we don't have to burn the coal to run mm-hmm. our generators that create the energy, mm-hmm. things like that. And then you have a broader scope of what are the state's priorities. Now, California is the, is the golden state, the beautiful state. Well, unfortunately, it's, it's losing that reputation due to a number of things. So they should be concerned about, as they are, coming together to keep and to maintain the beauty of this particular state. Why? It makes us feel good. It makes those that perceive us feel good. So things get done. Well, more than that, that it actually ensures your personal security. It's not And that feels wild, good. It's not it's not safe to build your house on a ridge or in a canyon. Well, well, yeah, I, but, <laughs> Those wildfires are going to yeah, That's why they used to have yeah. yurts and tents yeah. back in the day. Yeah, you're you're the expert. <laughs> Quick but moving. once again, that's fear being used as a motivator as opposed to the common sense application. But not really, Thomas. It's not fear, it's being smart. So we we need There's to delineate between fear and well, smart. Don't, well, don't ever connect fear with smart. Well, no, but if you're an indigenous person, they're not going to put the right. On the ledge because they're going to feel in it and they're going to know. Oh, there's going to be a movement in this land. I'm going to move over here. Well, that's a, that's wisdom. A, that's, the that's, wisdom prevails. That's intelligence. You see, yeah. that's that for me. That's yeah. a different. It's a framework that I think our framers need to take a look at because we're kind of beating each other up with the guilt trips all the time, and that doesn't inspire. Doesn't doesn't really that really do come to good. entitlement? So really, besides fear and guilt, right. isn't some of this entitlement? Like I am entitled yeah. to do this, but could you do a little bit less of entitlement? Uh, in America, that's a really hard conversation to have because mm. those who are yeah. making the decisions uh, don't feel that they are entitled mm. as they are taking the lion's share of the resources. Right. They Instead of holding themselves accountable and responsible for that attitude, they really are making enemies and pointing to a distraction of the other, yeah. the poor, who are not able to buy better votes for themselves. Right. So, well, well you're talking, you know, we're not a third world country, so yeah. people have people people can take initiative here and not be poor if they choose to, right? Well, not everyone. Well, then, then you're dealing with a certain mental illness. In fact, right. Climate Reality is just making a partnership with the Poor People's Campaign. Mm. Because what ends up happening is that those who have the cellular devices, have the cool cars, live in the gated communities, are the consumers of all this fabulous energy. Right. Where does it get mm. generated, processed, distributed, stored? 
in poor people's communities. Mm. In southeast Chicago, I walked next to a refinery. The air was so acrid I could oh, barely God, even know, breathe. There was yeah. coal ash mountains there. You were there. probably out early in the morning when that was happening, right? Just here on the <laughs> other side of L.A. Oh, I walked God. by another uh, yeah. receptacle. There's processing. There's oil derricks. But, but they you, get positioned in poor people's neighborhoods. Can't you say that with a re-infrastructuring and, a, and a, an actual realizing of the potential of what we have available to us already that we wouldn't need a fraction of the energy that yes, we use? Yes, that's, what, that's yeah. the good news. That's so it's, such great news. So it's infrastructure. It's a huge infrastructure, infrastructure issue. Infrastructure and a political willingness. Yeah. Well, and, well, and the consumer is so inter- interesting enough. Well, you could the, all turn your lights off at night. We know the country's interested in infrastructure. So that's that's one of the things that's happening. But that's one of the things get, that could happen really fast. So imagine this. So I keep thinking to myself, what if I could paint a world that is fossil-free, no dependence mm-hmm. on that oil, coal, and gas? Fracking is really absurd. Yeah, it's absurd. We're gonna poison all the water. Okay, first generation fracking took seventy-five thousand <laughs> gallons of water. Second generation, nine million mm. gallons of water. Now, thirty to fifty million gallons Ugh. of water for third generation frack wells. Without water, there's no life. Yeah, there you go. The sweet water on the planet is tiny in the hydrological cycle. So water, we really need to take care of our water, protect our water, honor it. The rivers, Los Angeles River has as much of a fall in 51 miles as all of the Mississippi River. There's tremendous power in respecting our water. I, I think it feels like a hub. I think it feels yeah. like that we have this hub of getting to uh, realize our potential, at least energetically speaking. You mm-hmm. have all these other spokes that can move to the hub. Mm-hmm. So there seems like it's not just one thing or the other. No. It's you've got all, you've got all of these wonderful little elements that actually we're capable of doing. Right. So if anything, the, these political agendas, uh, the only thing that they really probably have to offer on the huge scale is infrastructure. And then from there, when that infrastructure becomes more refined, then our state levels can come in, and then our our municipalities can cooperate. But as that's set up right now, it's a very uh, tricky situation to shift our electric grids and the people that own those things, and they're po- they're privately owned. So actually, the paperwork that goes in there is just a freaking nightmare. This is KLBPLP Long Beach 99.1 FM, broadcasting from Shannon's on Pine and online at klbp.org. Well, it's easier and easier with technologies. They have machines that take chemical or um, plastics and turn it back to oil. So in small island nations or third world countries, you know, these little machines, they can convert it themselves and they can make money off of it. So Mm -hmm. there's no waste. You don't have to have lights at night. You know, Sri Lanka back eight, 10 years ago was taking biomass to generate energy. It was just the black market that was controlling the power. But if we really get beyond just having lights on, the, look what they did with the oil. They wiped out all the whales. <laughs> look what they did. They wiped out the they wipe out the stuff to get the oil to light the lamp. Now they now they're digging up and now they mm-hmm. dug up so much stuff we can't even see a blue sky. So if we keep so the absurdity of it all, <laughs> the absurdity of mm. the tangible reality of the space that we live in, doesn't shift. But so it, the so the. <laughs> 
in a nutshell. Well, I can tell you is. one thing. If, but if you got if you've got tw- two hundred million unhealthy people taking uh, antidepressants, which in a, we probably have. Yeah, we got. A lot. I know we've got. So I saw some number: eighty million women on them, and another 30, 40 million men on them, or something like that. God knows how many kids we got on them. The point is, is that they won't be able to see or get in touch with the nuanced right. reality right. of a healthy planet because yeah. why their own planet is messed up. Be clear, first of all. Be clear. What are the things that are altering your reality? And then just be a clear. Men- a mentally, mental health relative yeah. to our ability to address these issues yeah. is also one of those spokes that goes into the hub. Yes. You know, I don't, and true. I don't. I rarely hear that connected to a solution true. to being able to see clearly, make good choices that would actually affect the planet positively. It's very important. We don't serve alcohol at this kind of an experience. I don't serve alcohol at TEDx. Use that veil because I want people to be thinking clearly. It's a very complicated time to be alive on the planet. And it's going to take all of us, all the time, yeah. doing everything we can as quickly as possible. How can we get those ideas out there? How can we connect to as many as quickly as possible? The solutions are there. We lack the will and willingness to connect them. Hey, let me counter you. I think we have the will and the willingness <laughs> as our eyes begin to clear and we get to see actually what's going on around us. Yeah, and the I, veil is lifting. And I think in that, so many places. I think I think I think it really is, and that's not an even. That's a good pun on you, TEDx veil. <laughs> Lift the TEDx veil. There you go. Veil. Now. <laughs> Lift that TEDx veil, baby. You need to have the blue star Kachina there. <laughs> He's the one that drops the veil. <laughs> At veil. <laughs> well, Cat Haber. I mean, wow. Have you have anything? I mean, I feel like I'm inspired to to take another look and to take myself away from my busy bodied mindsets of imaginary stories and There's and actually and actually you know tell the stories shift the shift the creative impetus to to like right now i'm writing a script a surfing script and i have mm-hmm. a mountain climbing script and it has mm-hmm. to do with these these wonderful elements that we use and appreciate mm-hmm. and even within the creators in, in hollywood they can they can shine lights within the context to to raise consciousness within the works yes. that they do it yeah. doesn't have to be all uh, doom G.I. And gloom. Joe. Yeah. Or, or guilt ridden placement. You know, they, they, we can all do our part. You yeah. know? So, Kat, you're about to share. There's yeah. three things. There's I see it. Th- three things I, I didn't say that I feel like I should. One is we need to account differently for the way that we punish the commons for the pollution of the private companies. So, we need to price in carbon. That's really important. And accurately uh, price it in because it is yes. priced. Yeah. Accurately price it in. Right. And and I think a fee and dividend is the most equitable way to do that. So you put a price on it at the point of extraction and everywhere along the uh, supply chain that resource is used, then the price of that gets factored in rather than a cap and trade, which I fear may become gained. Ah, interesting. Um, the other piece is... Um, I, I was arrested in D.C. at uh, protesting the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission. I, I promised my husband and son that I would not be arrested. I didn't intend to be arrested. <laughs> it happened. It broke my heart. And I sobbed literally for two hours. And they kept asking me, why are you doing that? And I kept going back to all the parts of life that are at risk. 
from wells, pipelines, mm. pumping stations, mm. deep water LNG ports, and those communities that had to give up their private rights for the benefit of those private multinational corporations. And they kept, first of all, FERC is not a federal energy regulatory commission. It is a group that is funded by oil and gas companies. Mm. Of course, you see, you got the you got the criminal and the you got the yes. fox and the hen in the hen house right there. Yes, that's usually how it is, though, isn't it? We it always is. got foxes in the hen. Time to time to rustle those bad boys out of there. Yeah, and and from that though it was quite enlightening t- and gave me compassion for the people who were protesting at Standing Rock because they were taking a stand for the water. Mm. opposing the pipeline and the spillage that will happen. We have hundreds of spills in Alaska every year. They want to build a 700-mile-long pipeline to carry yeah. fossil fuels. You know, it's funny to... Uh, I, I, I think to uh, take the demand out of it and, and the rebuild infrastructure... Keep focusing on the renewables. Mm-hmm. We'll allow these. We'll allow these things to fade away. Yeah, these silly ideas. Yeah, yeah I think. I think <laughs> and, but they're old ideas. Like we're repeating the same darn thing. I well, think, it's kind I of a silly idea. Like seventies. <laughs> let we me drill here. the earth and write a pipeline for miles and miles upon end. That, right. like a logical sane person knows that's a ridiculous idea. But I have all of my state is is doing it. I have three conservatives. I have two senators. And a congressman. Have him call and have a talk with me. When I was a little kid, oh, I wrote, I, I wrote, to. I wrote Bruce Babbitt in fourth grade about his oil crisis and how to handle it. <laughs> I'll, I'll explain to them how silly they are. But but you know what? See, it's, as these guys come up, and the, there seems to be a corporate awareness. A good part, part of the plans of corporations too is to innately serve the community in some way. They understand that that's part of their responsibility. There's more consciousness that's happening in that direction. Yeah. And the, and the, as these young guys come up. And they see what's needed. They will do it. They yeah. are doing it. Yeah, yeah. Which is why I invest so much life force in inspiring young young leaders. Well, you've inspired me. Oh, yeah. I, I so thank you for <laughs> coming in and, and sharing your wisdom, and allowing us to banter like this. And Susanna, an awesome, awesome <laughs> find. Yeah, thank what a you. great resource for. All sorts of things, and if you have any, if you're ever in the area, and we're gonna do this every Wednesday, and, <laughs> love to have you back. <laughs> and you wanna, and you, you got some new, sh- new light to shed in the situation. Yeah. You come on back here yeah. and talk to us, well, please. Well, here's the here's the way to get through the heartbreaks. It's not so much like the one thing, but it's the getting back up after the heartbreak. That's I feel like that's the moment of heroness. Yeah, and that really comes from loving the people who are standing in the way, who are not yet allies. And being grateful for them to reflect back to me the part of me that not has not yet risen to that level. That's so beautiful. Good, let's Whee! send you out. <laughs> this is KLBPLP Long Beach 99.1 FM broadcasting from Shannon's on Pine and online at klbp.org. You are listening to the Indie Creators in the Joy Zone on KLBP, Long Beach Public Radio, on 99.1 FM and online at klbp.org. This is your hosts, Suzanne Toro and Thomas Artivani.
Follow, follow the sun And which way the wind blows When this day is done your intentions dream with care tomorrow's a new day for everyone a brand new moon and brand new sun Stay is done. 